We're professionals. And we are professionals. And you know what I've realized is, is we have a duty. You said duty. Okay, maybe not that professional. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome back to the Formula America podcast. We're your host, Kurt and Dylan. And today, we're here to talk a little bit about this Toto, Susie, Wolf versus the FIA and, you know, Formula One as a whole versus the FIA and this whole thing. And it, it's, it's getting crazy. Uh, the, the funny thing about it is it started from like an Inquirer magazine. It wasn't even like a reputable source of information for anything at all. It was, it was a tabloid, basically. Exactly. Yeah. It's like the thing you see at the, the grocery store when you're checking out. And it was like some random publication, which also, if you look them up, they've got a checkered history of some of the other things that they've you know written about. And then it just caught wind or it's like spread like wildfire on social media. And yeah. just... Got got all the way to the point where the FIA opened opened an investigation. So why don't you, for those that might not know, why don't you give a, a quick, brief overview of what's what we're talking about here? So I mean, the the down and dirty of it is that they the f this tabloid magazine and the FIA's investigation was opened because there was speculation that confidential information from the F1 Academy was given to Toto from his wife Susie over, and I quote. Pillow talk. That, that was the headline was that it was pillow talk. Um, and that confidential information was exchanged. I don't know what the confidential information was. It's from the F1 Academy, Female Drivers Academy, um, that Susie Wolf is what's her position there? It's, She's like the the head of it, the president, the spokesman. Yeah. I don't know what the actual title is. But uh way up there. So and, and that was the whole thing. That was it. Yeah. I'm a tabloid. That that and also a speculation that perhaps there was information going from Toto to Susie as well. And it also said that Formula One team principals were complaining about this. And so the other team bosses. And that's when about a week ago, you started seeing all the teams releasing the exact same press statement, basically saying, wasn't us. We, yeah. don't, we didn't do this. We don't know we where didn't it's coming snitch. from. We didn't say which shit, is, all right? Exactly, which is wild because the formula, the F1 teams never agree or come together on anything. No. But never. they they came together and released the exact same statement. And I remember at one point texting you, I was like, I don't see a statement from Aston Martin. You're like, maybe it was Aston Martin that said it. But it turns out they did it, put out a statement. It was well. Lance. Lance yeah, did it. Was it. Lance. <laughs> Get him, Toto. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it's it's crazy that it got it went from such an obscure source and just caught wildfire, which is why we I've noticed that over this past year doing this podcast, you got to be careful with the rumor mill, especially when it comes to like social media and finding things out on social media regards to Formula One, regards to anything really. But Formula One specifically, because a lot of these sources are not reputable and it's just, yeah. you know, people just putting things out there. Um, you know, and you know, maybe we've got a little bit of a platform now where I think we have to be a little careful and we can't just automatically hop on. Like if we would have hopped on, you know, two weeks ago and did this podcast, we're like, oh, there's collusion, you know, <laughs> like, but yeah, now, for sure. yeah. So I mean, you gotta be careful where, you, where these sources are coming from. But I do think that it's starting to highlight an issue and more of a rift. And the key players are kind of total wolf kind of at the, at the head on the F1 side. But really, F1 as a whole kind of versus the FIA and yeah. Mohammed bin Suleim. And it, it's there's more of a rift that's growing, I think. 
There is. And it's funny because I think Formula One is probably the only platform that could do it. They're the only one that's big enough. If enduro car racing was like, we don't like you, FIA, it wouldn't even make tablets. Yeah. But, you know, Formula One, I think, is a big enough monster to be a thorn in the FIA side if they want to be. And it seems like there is with Liberty Media, F1, a lot of the stuff going on. There does seem to be a rift forming. Yeah. Um, I would agree that it seems like Toto is kind of a front man for that. But I also I, I think it's probably viewed that way because Toto is a large majority shareholder in Mercedes and in Aston Martin and in, you know, there's. I bet it's a lot of the businessmen on the backside. You know, you're not going to hear from Christian Horner because he doesn't deal with the business. His job is to put a team together. Um, I think we're going to hear more about it from the Totos and the Lawrences um, and the Zach Browns who actually own the company and have, you know, business stake in it. Yeah. And I think to that point, we kind of saw this uh, starting up earlier in the year with the whole inquiry to bring in new teams into Formula One. Yeah. And a lot of the people, like you're saying, the Totos, Lawrence's, people like that were kind of against it because it's going to dilute the funds. They're not going to be getting as much money now if enough, if more teams do come onto the grid. So they were very vocal, especially Toto, vocal about not supporting more teams on the grid. And if you, you know, Mohammed bin Sulaim from the FIA, he was very adamant that, yes, we do want more teams on the yeah. grid. So you started to see kind of that that rift right there. And, uh, you know, since then, it just it doesn't seem like it's a harmonious relationship between the two organizations. No, it doesn't. I was talking with a couple of individuals this weekend that are in the kind of F1 community. And it's amazing just talking to them how much behind the scenes there is. Like we all know there's politics and and stuff going on behind the scenes. But to talk to some individuals that have been behind the scenes, like how much goes on is pretty crazy. And I think it kind of highlights. You know, if we're seeing information on the outside in in mass media or on Instagram or whatever, like it's already it's old news. There's so much behind the scenes. Like if we're seeing a rift now openly, I can only imagine what's happening behind closed doors. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could. I would love to be in those meetings. It's, it reminds me of the meeting last year where he's like, fix your fucking car. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I've seen it. It's printed out. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because it looked so chopped up. Like there's no, that meeting did not flow <laughs> in any, like it, it was so chopped up and dramatized. It's hard, It's so hard for me to get into drive to survive. You watch that and you're like, that's funny, but there's no factual basis of this yeah. in any way, shape or form. Yeah, and I really did enjoy the Braun documentary from yes, uh, Keanu. that Chris or Keanu Reeves did, which, you know, to the point that we're talking about now has, you know, it shows a historical rift between Formula One and FIA because back then they had the photo, which was what the Formula One Teams Association, where the teams gathered together and they're like, we're splitting from the FIA. We don't agree with the way that Bernie Ecclestein um, is or Bernie Ecclestone is doing things. Yeah. We're going to split with the FIA. And it got to the point where they were kind of close to it. I, I don't know how serious it is because when you look at logistically, it takes a lot for, you know, to take over everything that the FIA is doing. But like you're saying earlier, Formula One is such a big monster and a big powerful entity now that it creates enough of a thorn in the side where it's kind of like FIA has to concede and bend a little bit at, at some point. And almost now we're starting to see more murmurs of you know maybe formula one should kind of break off on their own 
Um, I don't I don't think it's going to get to that point ever, but it's think- enough of a bargaining chip, I think. It is. You know. When you look at the business of it, though, the FIA is not going to let Formula One go anywhere. Like, there's way too much money in that. It's, yeah. They'll concede at some point, but I think there's just going to be that, that game played for a little bit. Um, and, and that'll be kind of interesting to watch. It, it makes for some good entertainment. Yeah, it does. And now also, you know, for, uh, Mercedes and Total Wolf and Susie Wolf have also said that they are exploring legal options uh, to both, you know, sue. I guess FIA and yeah, exactly. And potentially that, that news, uh, was it F1 business or business F1, whatever the website was. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, as this isn't over by any means, I think it'll probably be handled a lot more behind closed doors now, especially on the FIA side since they Well, and on that, I think we kind of missed, I know Susie and Toto Wolf were pissed because the FIA announced their investigation over social media before telling Toto and Susie. Like they found out they were being investigated by the FIA from this on social media. And uh, to be in their shoes, I'd, I'd be pretty pissed off too. Yeah, for sure. And then if you look at the, uh, the FIA awards ceremony from last week, which is basically like the Grammys for motor racing. Um, Does anyone actually re- watch it? I, I, like most other people, I think I just skip through and see like, oh, there's Max. Like, oh, there's Lewis. You know, uh, I, I watch the highlights from what the teams post on social media. <laughs> That's about yeah. it. Like, so there was obviously uh, a bunch of questions during the media events at mm-hmm. that. You know, uh, Mahava bin Sulaim was supposed to be one of the first speakers. Just before it was announced that he was ill and he would not be ah. speaking, they said they actually they went pretty deep. If it's a lie, they went deep because they said that he fell or he became ill. He fell. He suffered a concussion, went to the hospital. <laughs> he did end up showing up, though. He showed up two hours late, said a they couple have a words head wrap on <laughs> a head bandage, like, <laughs> first aid wrap, <laughs> just going full out. commitment. Uh, but what I Neck thought was race. hilarious was for one, I didn't see the the wolves anywhere yeah. in any of the, the the pictures or whatever. But did you see when Lewis Hamilton accepted his award for P3? No. What, so what I miss. <laughs> for one, he was pretty vocal about like saying that he he doesn't agree with the investigation and all that. But when he was on stage, is if you look at the pictures, he's holding his trophy with the left hand, but he's got a middle finger. And people are looking, he's like, he's saying F you to the FIA. And it was like very, pretty pronounced. It was just, you know, a silent uh, sign of protest from Lewis Hamilton. He would be I the one to was, do a silent side of protest. So good for it you, was Lewis. Pretty, <laughs> it was pretty interesting and entertaining. But it's yeah, funny it's, because it, I feel like there's no, like Lewis is a huge following. Don't get me wrong. And people, you know, if he's vocal, people will follow that. But it's funny because Lewis has never talked about going anywhere else. He's like Michael Schumacher when he got interviewed all those years ago. They're like, do you want to go to IndyCar? And he's like, no. Why? He was like, I'm doing the, like, this is the best motorsport in the world. Why would I do something lesser? Like Lewis is the same way. He's never once mentioned doing anything except for Formula One. It's not like Max and Alonzo. They're like, we should go do GT3 and Le Mans and this and that. And like, <laughs> you know, they're going to leave at some point. Like Lewis ain't going anywhere. Yeah. And so he's- Going to a fashion show and yeah, he's going to watch the Denver show. Broncos play football. I did see that. But uh, yeah, it, the whole thing's kind of interesting. It's all rumor mills. I, I think it just kind of highlights what's going on behind the scenes. But I've seen so much about this whole Toto Wolf investigation thing. That was like, okay, we kind of have to talk about it. It's nothing. Yeah. It doesn't seem that, like the investigation was concluded. 
There was no pillow talk happening. It was. Um, it took less than forty eight hours. Yeah. from when they said we're going to investigate to them coming back and be like, "Yeah, we're not investigating," and that was it. They didn't say it. anything else. They it, didn't it was apologize. like nothing. Nothing. It was like the most non anticlimactic ending <laughs> to a, a story that has gone global at this point. Yeah, it's like just say something, do something else. You know, don't just say yeah. put out an Instagram post. Say, "Oh, it's over." So I thought we should hop on, cover it, because I had to go research it to even figure out what was going on. I didn't even know it had been concluded. Yeah. Like, <laughs> There's so many twists and turns. But, you know, we'll, uh, we'll keep an ear on the ground and see if anything else comes of this and if anything else is released. But other than that, you can consider this case closed. Case closed. Now I'm going <laughs> to open up a new case. And I haven't, I haven't prepped you for this at all, so this should be entertaining. Oh, I love these. <laughs> I saw an interview with Zach Brown. I'm curious. I'm not going to give just just facts facts coming your way. I want your honest and open opinion. Here we go. Zach Brown said, now that the budget cap is in place and you can't spend like crazy, the regulations of what car you can build should be opened up. If you want to go back to the days of six wheels or different engines or any of that stuff, the budget cap limits how much R&D you can do. It's kind of a gamble. So open up the regulations if you have a budget cap. And let cars be more innovative. Without doing any research, just off the top of my head, I fully support that. Yeah, I do too. Completely. You've got that the budget awesome. cap. Yeah, <laughs> do it's like here's carte blanche. Do what you want. I right? maybe maybe they could be like you know they want the whole sustainability, so they're like, hey, the motor has to be this or whatever. Certain but outside of, of that, yeah, outside of that, give them some loose regulations. Like you can't drop banana peels out the back of your car or something like that, <laughs> but. but just go with it you know i i agree with that i think that would be cool i think you need a framework of rules for sure um certain downforce levels like and all that's super measurable but you know looking at those old cars the elf car that had six wheels on it had the four front wheels like yeah there was some really cool stuff back then and different things happening and you know that's one of the things i love about formula one is it's never going to be fair because it's all about innovation and so let them yeah. be more innovative. Don't put it in such a box. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's saying or he's probably not saying, you know, there's no rules. Right? Yeah. He's probably like just loosen them a little bit, which I, I agree with. I actually I think I might have saw that because he was like, hey, if you want to go do more testing instead of uh yeah. wind tunnel time, is that the same one? Yep. Okay, yeah. And and I think that's totally fair. If you want to go drive your car on the track instead of at the that wind costs tunnel, you money. Exactly. You ha- you know your limits, you know, whatever. Have yeah. your uh, have your your teams bring packed sandwich lunches and stuff, and um, you won't watch bust that the catering Red, like Red Bull. Bull. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah, I, I, I thought think that, that was really interesting. I, I've kind of mauled that over in my head of like that could be really fun. I do, let let them go drive the cars on the track if that's what they want to do. You're risking damaging it and spending more money anyway instead of the wind tunnel. Like I think that would close the gap in the field in some ways, or maybe you just get some fun interesting innovation out of it yeah for sure i like that one yeah so that's all i got all right all right cool oh hey guys if you like that podcast make sure to leave us a rating and a review and share it with a friend but uh yeah i think that's all we got for today we just wanted to get on and say our piece on that little uh this little tidbit of news that's been out in the past couple days but uh, Kurt, I think, I think we're, we're going to put it out there next week. We will have our predictions review. I know we're both dragging our feet because we got to go back and <laughs> review a shit ton of notes, <laughs> but uh, we got to put it on the calendar, man. People are waiting for 
for our prediction review and who will be the ultimate victor. All this right, guy. fine. We'll be we'll be back with that on Monday. Find out who's getting a case of beer. Uh, and uh, well, I think that's it. So on that note, stay classy, America. We'll see you next time.